morning, City Church. This is Cody Zedeker bringing you a moment of sanity at the start of your day, a moment of truth from God's Word, a moment of grace. When was the last time someone asked you a game-changing question, something that has made you think long after the conversation was over? Two of my more favorite questions to engage a group of people are, on a scale of 1 to 10, how good of a wedding guest are you? And you make them explain why. And the other is, what do you consider more of a first date, coffee or ice cream? You'd be surprised at the answers that come in the debate that ensues. But now if you ever hear me ask these at a party, you're not allowed to roll your eyes because I already know I'm a broken record. And another question that has stood out to me recently was when someone looked at me and just asked the question, what else? And I feel like over the last few years, I've started to learn the value of a good question. Good teachers ask great leading questions. A good conversationalist is asking engaging questions. And even the church has the catechisms with guiding questions to affirm what the church knows to be true about following Jesus. More on that later. To this, we'll have a look at today's lectionary reading in Psalm 51. Here's what David writes in Psalm 51, starting in verse 1. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Now the natural transition here would have been that this psalm has, is asking a lot of questions, but that's not the case. David instead goes through a series of experiencing God's goodness and mercy. And the psalm continues on after this, where David is renewed with a desire to share with others the love of God after and only after he has experienced it for himself. And so it's a reminder that when we experience this mercy and experience that God has reconciled us to himself through his son, do we truly see the vastness of his love? And that leads to this overflow of sharing it with others. And so the order of how David experiences this is crucial. It's three steps. Convicted of his own sinful nature, that's step one. And step two, David goes to God to plead for mercy and the final step, is it's there and only there that he is then moved to share about God's reconciling work in his own life. And so our reading today reminds me of the second question of the Heidelberg Catechism. Christian, what do you need to know in order to live and die in the joy of this comfort? The response, first, how great my sins and misery are. Second, how I am delivered from all my sins and misery. Third, how I'm to be thankful to God for such deliverance. Catechisms like this have served as a good reminder to me and to the church for years that the truth of the gospel is simple yet profound. It, that to grow in our faith, we need to experience God's grace, which comes from an honest reckoning with our own sin. And oftentimes I find myself asking questions to guide me to get into God's good graces of God, what else can I do? 
which is fundamentally the wrong question to ask. As we, we see in the psalm, as we see in the catechism, we don't need to ask the additive question of what else to point us to our own works or my own Christian resume to go deeper. Jesus's work made made it so that that wasn't so. We can rest in the truth of this psalm that he makes us, in verse 7, whiter than snow. And we get to sit in these questions that take us further up and further in to experiencing God's comfort. But thankfully, we don't need to rely on our own introspection or our own works to get there. It's not asking what else, but maybe it's shifting the question to where else? Where else can I experience the goodness of God? Where else am I missing on God's mercy in my own life? And I don't think these are additive questions like what else, but they're questions that are meant for us to sit and recognize what has already been done and what is already there, what we may be missing. And so it's simply by experiencing the goodness of God laid down for us on the cross that we see his mercies are new every morning. And that's what takes us deeper into seeing God's love. So I'll be asking myself today, where else? What about you? Friends, I hope you stay well and do good this weekend.